No, I've got four pages of notes that I've prepared because. <laughs> so. nice. And I'm going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's finally here. Season two of Serially Hooked. I can, can't believe it. I, I, you're here. Everyone's here. I can see your faces. This is all crazy. This is all new. We're doing D&D. What's up, everyone? Whoa. Ah, we're here. Hi, hi. Hello. So <laughs> those, two, <laughs> those two voices that you just heard are uh, Adam and Alex, who are uh, uh, graciously joining us for our first D&D campaign that I'm going to run. And Rashad knows nothing about D&D, so this is going to be fun. Also, good for any of you listeners who has never, uh, who has no experience with uh, with D&D. So we're gonna ex- we're gonna explain it all, but not everything today. I thought you were gonna say that ex- the listeners who don't have experience with Serially Hooked, and I'm like, first of all, shame on you. Go back and listen to all Serially Hooked episodes, starting at number one, and I guess number two. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, if if for those who are unaware what D&D is Adam since you have the most experience with the game can you tell us what is D&D more specifically tell me what is D&D well Rashad <laughs> D&D or Dungeons and Dragons is a pen and paper RPG and it is a ga- a cooperative game where the dungeon master uh, is telling a story he is describing uh, the environment. He tells you where you are, what you're doing, what you see, and who you can interact with. The players then describe what they want to do and what how they would like to interact with the world. And then the DM narrates the results of the adventurer's actions, the player's actions. So if you guys are in a dungeon, Rashad will uh, say what he wants to do while in a room that Chris has described. And uh, Chris will tell us what the results of those actions are. Okay, so I have a thousand questions, but I will limit it to like seven. <laughs> um, wait, so it's just Chris has like, he's an almighty God who can just decide whatever he wants? Yep. Or how does oh, this yep. work? <laughs> there okay. are rules. Uh, they are flexible rules for the Dungeon Master, but the general rules are that, you know, keep things in you know, relative perspective. Don't go too crazy. Keep things to the rules and it's interesting so wait hold on so if so i'm pretty sure chris is going to try to spite me through this process so if i want to um if i want to like object how can i do that is that possible yeah yeah can i can we unionize if if needed (laughs) that's called lawyering yeah rule lawyering oh that's a thing okay yeah yeah. but you got to know the rules first (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to uh, rule lawyers so hard, especially you, Rashad. Like, knowing nothing about the rules, but like, objection! <laughs> yeah, so essentially you create a character choosing their uh, class, their race, their skills, and their weapons and armor. And Chris puts us in a situation, in an adventure, in a world that he has created. And we try to um, survive, prosper, adventure... Be heroes, be villains, whatever you whatever you decide your character wants to be. And conceivably, there is some sort of endpoint, or is is time linear in this world? Or I guess he decides. It's up to him. Yeah, okay. uh, but also it depends on how the players deal with the story. You guys could do something that completely branches off from what he had thought, and you have to start a completely new adventure. It's happened to me plenty of times. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so great to to hear you explain this because you're always talking from the DM's point of view because you're just so used to being the DM. Because, yeah. So when you're talking about the players, you always say you, but now it's you too, Adam. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait. Um. Okay. So another question, uh, that just escaped me. Oh man, this always happens to me. <laughs> it's like it's... Yeah. No. Okay. I I forgot. I guess I'll I'll ask. As we move forward. Oh, actually, yes, I remembered. I'm so good at this podcasting thing. Um, so for like when you're creating your character, I guess I'll get to know this a little bit more. Like, why can't you just like max out your skills? Just gonna be like, I want a billion strength or whatever. And just is there like limitations with that? 
there are limitations. So this game is run using the D20 system, which means that a lot of our roles or a lot of our actions are determined by dice rolls. And okay. when you are rolling for your stats to see how good your stats are, you roll uh, a series of six-sided dice or D6s. And those will determine your stats and the numbers that you get from those rolls you put into whatever stat you want. If you're looking for a strong character, you'd put your best role into your strength stat, for example. Got it. And so conceivably that that you can progress that over time with doing things and increasing. Yes, stats. as you level up, then you can increase stats and um, get different abilities to emphasize certain aspects of your character. If you want them to be really good at one particular thing, you can specialize and then um so we're starting a new campaign but obviously you guys have characters that have established or whatever for a long time and i'm starting from scratch right so this is well actually this is a brand new character for me oh okay me too we rolled oh. characters oh okay okay cool so we're kind of like not even even but we're starting similar at the base bottom yeah our characters yeah. are completely even even yeah okay yeah. Just like Ooh, the players, experience is a little different, but that's that'll you know, you're here to gain some experience. So, but let, actually, that's that's like a good as good a segue as ever because the three of us have already had some experience with D and D, and um, maybe maybe we can just like briefly talk about what this is and like what like what's our relationship to the game, how long have been we been playing it? Uh, yeah, I don't know, Adam, since you're the senior here, let's go with level, like years of experiences. So it's Adam, Alex, and then me. Uh, so I've been playing D&D for nearly 20 years now. I started when I was 15, uh, when third edition D&D was out. And then we went through third edition, we went through all the fourth edition, and then 2013 or so, we started with fifth edition, which is the edition we're playing now. And I've been a player for all of 3rd and 4th edition, and I've been a dungeon master for nearly all of 5th edition. Because Adam is such a good DM that nobody, that no, like everybody wants him to be the DM. I'm too nice. Okay, wait, hold up. Edition? Yeah. <laughs> so the game has evolved over the years, and the rules have changed, and different editions have come out. So 4th edition... Um, was a very different game than 5th edition. So 4th edition, the way you did combat was different, the way you built characters was different. Um, the overall themes were the same. There were still classes and still different races that you could pick. And everything was still, the lore was still very much the same. But 5th uh, edition was much more streamlined and there was a lot more detail put into magic and things like that. So there are very different editions. Uh, personally, I really like fifth edition, but I have some great memories of fourth edition as well. And it's so it's like an internationally recognized standard of yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm going to put aside the problem, like the problem. Whoa, the problem of race. So we will move that forward <laughs> and continue. <laughs> we will get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> so Alex, what what about you? I have been playing D and D for about seven years. Um, so I started with fourth edition and uh, I started playing D&D with Adam while I was living in Japan. So it was something um, I had a certain awareness about and an interest in, but just never the opportunity to play, which I think is the case for a lot of people. It's hard to find a DM and it's hard to find a good DM, um, but yeah, so I started playing uh, when I was living in Japan, um, and and I progressed through fourth edition, and um, now I've been playing fifth edition for the majority of the time. Um, I've also done like a one-off game as a DM, but generally have been a player. I remember that game. We haven't finished that yet. No, we so. haven't. It'll, <laughs> we only did one session. We were supposed yeah. to do two. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was actually really great. You just did so much work. I, I went way too hard with it. I like created my own characters and things and own stats. And like that was not the best idea for a first time DM just because it was so much work. It's already actually quite a lot of work to plan when you're even just taking characters and and monsters from the book. But I was like, nah, why don't I just make my own things? That'll be easy. 
and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> yeah, I learned from your mistake. I for my campaign, I just took all a lot of monsters from the monster manual because Rashad, there are there are a lot of books. So the standard <laughs> book is uh, the one that I'm holding into the camera right now, the so-called player's handbook, where it's just like all the things we're going to explain to you is in this book, basically about creating a character and how to play. But there are all, there's also the dungeons master, the dungeon master's guide. Um, and the monster manual with just, you know, it's literally just a hundred or so monsters with different stats or probably more than that. Mm. And Adam has all of them. <laughs> Not all of I've only got nine. Only... <laughs> what, what do you mean by have? Uh, I have a large library of uh, books to my right, um, nine of which are uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and the rest are uh, different Different games that use um, a lot of them use the same system, the D twenty system, uh, but are completely different themes. But uh, they're not Dungeons and Dragons per se, but they are essentially Dungeons and Dragons. Just a lot of um, new stuff, like people that made their own worlds and wanted them to be played with the most popular game edition, which is Dungeons and Dragons, the three D twenty system. Uh, and so they had all these books made, and I have a lot of them. It's astounding, honestly. Um, so yeah, last 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 on the list is me. I've been uh, hi. I'm Chris. Uh, <laughs> hi, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like Rashad's reaction is totally comical. It's worse now that I can see it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like losing your shit for a second. Uh, I've I've been playing D and D for two years now. I as I want to do. I I mean I've heard of D and D, but I only started like experiencing it through a podcast, surprising no one. Um, I started out uh, listening to The Adventure Zone, and that was really great because it kind of taught me a lot of the things about D and D already. So I already knew like a lot of the rules before even like playing the game. And uh, then uh, I met Alex in 2019, and she told me that. Adam and and her and a bunch of friends would were just about to start a new campaign uh, and she and she uh, graciously invited me and so we played a two two year campaign or like two campaigns over the span of two years and it's been a lot, lot of fun and now we're doing this so I'm very excited yeah so how long does a campaign normally last uh, it depends. Like this one is going to last for. I have planned it out to be for eight episodes, um, but we there's one campaign that we play that is about the size of the book that I just showed you. That we played for a year and a half. Like every week, we played for three hours every week, and we could have played for longer too. So it it lasts as long as you want. Yeah, there are some people who will play games for for decades with the same group. So it it can be as long as you want or as short as you want, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I've done a, a one-off where you do a campaign that's supposed to be just one session or two sessions. That also can happen. So it's very, very flexible. The longest uh, campaign I ever participated in was uh, nearly four years long. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're getting off easy just doing eight episodes, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is just like dipping dipping the toe in the water for you. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if if we like it, we can just continue. Sure. So, but first you need a character, so. Oh my God, uh. so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no pressure at all. <laughs> we all remember what it's like building the f your first character. That's what all um, like experienced people say, and it doesn't relieve the pressure. Honestly, they're like, we remember <laughs> what it was like, but it's just like, eh, doesn't help. I know, Oops. I know. You'll, right. you'll get there. It's it's, it's all good. Um, yeah. and I sent you the uh the character the basic character sheet earlier today, and uh, now Adam is going to give you like a brief overview of, about the general stats. So your character is made up of six different stats that define his various. Um, abilities. There's strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And what you're going to do today is you're going to be rolling uh, a number of six-sided dice. 
and uh, determining what those numbers, which stat goes into, or what number goes into which stat. So a brief rundown strength, uh, very obvious and basic your character's natural athleticism, his bodily power, her bodily power, how strong they are. Very useful for martial classes. Your dexterity is how physically agile you are, how uh, how your reflexes are, how good your balance is. Uh, very useful if you're trying to escape somewhere or if you're trying to dodge things. Constitution is pretty much good for everybody. It's basically how many hit points you have, how how much damage you can take before you die. Uh, right. Affects your stamina, your vital force, and how resistant you are to poison, things like that. Uh, your intelligence is your mental acuity, your information recall, how good your character is at analyzing uh, information and how good they are at remembering things. Uh, your wisdom score is your awareness, your intuition, your insight, how good you are at looking at somebody and thinking what are they thinking, figuring them out, and basically how good you are at perceiving the world around you. And then their last one is charisma, which is your confidence, your leadership skill, your eloquence, how likable you are, really, or how good you are getting people to follow you. Okay, got it. So different classes make use of different stats. Question. So in terms of just, oh, yeah, well, speed, would that be more dexterity or strength? Uh, your speed depends on your class. Really. Oh, so, okay. So, for example, uh, some classes are a lot faster than others, like monk and rogues versus fighters. But Alex, go more into details with the actual classes in a minute. Mm. Or, did um, you, so, or did you mean like the speed that's on? Sorry, the speed that's on the character sheet because that's something that's something race related. Oh, there's another thing. Oh, sorry, isn't that race related? It's sorry. both. Monks, monks get a bonus to speed, mm. um, but it's generally um, race related because it changes based on how tall or short you are. <laughs> how long are your legs? Is Jedi an option? Nope. Ah, damn it. <laughs> well, my plan's There's... out the window. <laughs> well, actually, um... no. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had a character that essentially had a lightsaber. Oh, my God. She was a badass. You could also technically, technically build something that's akin to a droid. But we're not going to do that. Oh my god! Because we're sticking to everything. Because there are different like add-ons, basically, on like building on the on the basic player's handbook. So there are different races and classes there. But we're going to stick to what's in the uh, player's handbook for now, just yep. for the first campaign. Okay, I can live with that. So, um, Chris, we're going to start. We're going to roll his stats. Wait, hold on. So, so shouldn't I know like more information before I roll the stats? Because like... You can roll the numbers and then decide which stat they go into after oh. you've chosen your classes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so now everyone, please migrate to roll 20. Okay. <laughs> Just because we want to see all of your stats. Yeah. We No, we need to be able to double check because she's like wow i got a bunch of sixes <laughs> crazy like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> yeah low-key we don't trust you that's why we're doing this <laughs> we don't trust anyone when it comes to stat yeah. rolling exactly don't that's like literally whenever we would uh, do one we would either have to do it with another person that's part of the group or we would have to film it and send the video to the dm so six six is good then yeah. yes okay cool you want high numbers yeah, the most you can get in a single stat is 18 at level one, three sixes. So you essentially, you roll 4d6 and take the best three and add them together. And that is one of your stats. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how Chris wants to do it. I generally do it that you can roll seven times and then take the best six. Chris, how do you want to do his stat rolling? The same? same, yes. Okay. And... Um, there are lots of people who like whatever number they get, that's it. They there, they stick with it. I tend to be a little bit nicer when I'm DMing. That's I ignore numbers lower than a ten, because it's hard to have fun with a character who has four intelligence if they're <laughs> supposed to be a smart wizard type of thing. So uh, I generally allow rerolls for numbers lower than ten. But again, this is Chris's game. Chris is in charge. I'm literally doing everything as you do, are doing it. So you're a great role model. So <laughs> I will I will just follow your the things I've learned from you. 
Okay, fair enough. So, are you in roll 20, Rashad? Yeah. No, so this in the future, this is where we're going to play the games. This is going to be like where all the maps are and you will have characters, like tokens for your characters that you will be able to move around. You'll be able to see, okay, how far am I from the nearest enemy? Um, all of these things. Um, that's what's going to be here. Now, today, we're just going to use the the rolling part. Random uh, question. Is, are things yeah. generally cooperative or like if i stab alex in the back like is that like that's generally frowned upon yeah okay (laughs) generally especially by me we are a team we survive together okay so don't run off by myself (laughs) in the woods okay i mean you will die that's what's gonna that there is a golden the golden rule of dnd is never split the party because otherwise the whole party will die and if I die, is there no respawning? Nope. So I'm just out. Yes. At higher levels, but uh, at level we're at, probably not, no. Okay, so that's 10. That's a good start. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually, it's nine. So forget that because you would you would subtract one. Oh, yeah, for the worst one. Yeah. So I'm re-rolling so, then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So 16. It's not, though. 13, for, yeah. 13. Oh, right. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. so I have to write these down at some point, or are you writing? Them I, down? I can also write them. I mean, you should write them down, but I'm also, I'm Hold also. Hold on, I need to be more prepared for this. Next, I do it again. Yep. yep. How many times am I doing this? Seven times, but seven don't times. do it seven times now because we kind of want to want to react to it. Okay. All right. Another third. third no. No, that's fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, fourteen. Another fourteen. Mm-hmm. Just, just as like a little thing. Oh, you guys, can you can you see my video now? No. Yeah. So yeah. I have this like old pencil box, this Pokemon Team Rocket pencil. Oh box. my god! Nice. So happy. <laughs> Just like <laughs> that's so cute. I haven't changed in the last twenty years, honestly. No. <laughs> Some things will stick with you forever. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so uh, that was a fourteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Another twelve. Twelve. Okay. Another twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh, another twelve. And another twelve. Shit. I'm getting today very very even here yeah okay i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna be extra nice you can re-roll once you can roll once more 13 okay. i guess that's, that's better than nothing 13. thank yeah. you yeah that's better than a than a 12 so you so one of the 12s just becomes a 13 you got two 13s two 12s and two 14s <laughs> got it wow that's pretty, pretty even, even. Yeah, so you're gonna be a, oh, quite a balanced character yeah i didn't yeah. want that honestly i wanted to like add that <laughs> one thing and and then just like i don't know the thing is you always need more than one good stat oh okay so those stats that you rolled those numbers they are the overarching numbers for the stats but the way they interact with your character is that they give you a modifier which you'll be adding to your dice rolls so for example uh, a 12 the 12 uh, if it was in your dexterity, for example, um, gives you a modifier of plus one. There's a um, a chart in the book that we can go over in the first session um, detailing about how uh, each stat like, adds bonuses to your roll. So if you were trying to dodge out of the way of an explosion, uh, you would roll your d20 and then add your dexterity modifier which in this case is one because your dexterity is 12. If you had a lower dexterity, you would have a lower chance of succeeding. If you have higher dexterity, you have a higher chance of succeeding. Got it. There are goals you need to get, otherwise you fail. So if you want to, I mean, I guess we're going to explain that as it happens, but if you want to like hit someone, you have to get higher than their armor class, otherwise you just don't hit them. Uh, or yeah, if you, if you, you want to climb up uh, like a wall you need to succeed and roll at least like a 15 let's say and if you don't you don't get up the wall and possibly you fall down you know got it um and when when do you die like so one of your uh stats you're going to end up putting that to your constitution and then when you choose a class uh, certain classes get um more hit points than others and you add your constitution to your class's hit points. And as you level up, you roll to get more hit points as you get stronger. But when you take damage, you minus hit points from your total pool. And when you reach zero, you fall unconscious. At that point, you are, you are dying, essentially. 
you don't die straight away because the party can still help you. They can heal you. Uh, but you have what's called death saving throws. It's basically a saving throw is a dice roll that try you try to succeed to survive. And if you fail three times, your character dies. If you succeed three times, then your character's okay. Got it. Yep. But if somebody heals you in the meantime, then you can just join back, stand back up, join back into the fight. Okay. Or run away. Okay. I'll be doing a lot of that probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe in your courage. That makes one of us. <laughs> Let, let's we'll let's see what, what he maybe he doesn't put it into charisma you know we'll see maybe. i have no idea so you have those numbers and now you would want to choose which one wants to go to what stat to do that you'd need to choose what class you want because different classes choose or use different stats so alex is going to go through all of the character classes that are in the player's handbook there are lots of new ones but uh, the original ones in the book i think are some of the best D&D classes. There are 12 in the player's handbook. And and I'm going to divide them into two rough groups. So the martial classes and the magic uh, magic classes. So let's start with the martial. They tend to be a little bit more straightforward. I'm about to say a word that you don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what their saving throws are. <laughs> and okay. And each class has two saving throws. In general, that means the stats you want to be higher. You don't have to, but it's the stats that your class uses the most. So I'll, I'll mention the two stats, give a summary of what they do, and a characteristic that makes them interesting. So um, first we have a barbarian. Their saving throws are strength and con. Strength and what? Con. Uh, constitution. And they are very powerful damage dealers. So they like kick ass, basically. Got it. Yeah. Angry, powerful damage dealers, uh, shall we say. So uh, the characteristic about a barbarian is that they can ha they can go into a rage state. Can I take umbrage with the historical like nuance of the barbarians and how that's been built upon layers and layers of... Racism absolutely and orientalism absolutely just wait just wait until we get to races my friend yeah, ab absolutely. <laughs> oh no <laughs> dnd &D is not uh like if we talk about the history of dnd &D and how it originates it's not it's not very nuanced let's put it that way great okay cool love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um to its credit the player's handbook does have a section about sex and it mentions how um that Whatever sex you choose, you don't get any bonuses or, you know, any sort of negative effect from either sex and that you don't have to stick to the binary. So uh, at least, you know, it has that um, going for it. Yeah, because like, can I choose as my sex like non-binary transcendent being? Oh, sure. Is that possible? Sure. Cool. Yeah, you can yes. do that. Yes, yeah. you can. There's actually a section about that, about the Elven God Carillion, about mm -hmm. how they are non-binary. <laughs> And Sweet. some elves follow his uh, example. Sweet. Love it already. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so uh, back to the barbarian rage state. <laughs> uh, so this is a state that gives you advantage on any of your strength rolls, bonus to damage, and resistance to most weapon damage. So that's what's special about a barbarian. And like rage state is something that you like... Say like, I am now in my rage state, and I will. Ah. Yeah, I think okay, you cool. you enter as a bonus action. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, as okay. a bonus action, and it is limited. You can't just be in a rage state all the time. Is there a negative to rage state? Does it reduce anything in particular? Um, I know that if you do not attack on a round, you lose your rage state. Um, I forget. Does rage make it harder to hit? No, I think if, if anything, it makes it easier. <laughs> I think you are thinking of reckless attack, which yeah, is an ability yeah. that barbarians get. It's basically, I hit harder, but I can be hit because I'm leaving myself open. Got it. So the next class is a fighter. Um, they also have, um, have saving throws for their strength and their constitution. Fighters, I think, are pretty self-explanatory. They 
they can hit hard and they can hit a lot. So one of their characteristics is called action surge, which um, is also it's a limited option, but it gives you the ability to take another action on your turn. Eventually they get multi-attack. So just as a rule, they can attack multiple times on their turn. And um, they also have second wind. So they're able to regain HP without a healer. Um, also a limited number of times. Cool. And then we have a monk. And a monk needs good strength and dex. And it can be thought of as kind of a classical martial artist. So thinking about like wushu or taekwondo, whatever type of martial art you would want to use, um, you could put in there. Their characteristic is that they have key points. So the idea is that you've mastered your spiritual energy and you can employ it in different ways. So for example, to do an extra attack, to boost your defense, or to disengage from a fight. So they don't hit very hard, but they can they can hit a lot. And um, they're very fast. They get an extra bonus to speed as well, I believe. Cool. Cool. Okay, and then we have... A paladin. <laughs> yeah, he's like, huh? Uh, yeah, so paladins, they need good wisdom and charisma. And they're basically a fighter that has made a divine oath and have thereby uh, been imbued with divine powers. Damn. Yeah, uh, something really cool about them. They are immune to disease, just as a rule. Wait, wait, hold up. Disease is like with what? Yeah, you can <laughs> get diseases. You can get diseases. Yeah. Uh, but okay. not if you're a paladin. <laughs> but not, yeah, not if you're a paladin. Um, they can also uh, cure diseases and they can do um, what's called a divine smite. So when they're at, yeah, it's really cool. So they can um, uh, imbue one of their attacks with uh, divine power to do extra damage. I mean, is the how this sounds OP? <laughs> they are yeah. paladins. Are <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they the are OP. considered kind of OP. Yeah, they get the best weapons, they get the best armor, and they just they just keep on coming. All right, good to know. So we already have a have a favorite, <laughs> I guess. Well, no, for me it's just like which one is most similar to a Jedi. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess a paladin really does come close to, mm -hmm. to a Jedi. Yeah. As long as I can use the Force. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. there's magic in this game, so... Oh, yeah, true. This is all, all of these are the martial class still? Yes, this is all martial. Oh, okay. But paladins can, do ma can use magic. And actually, How? paladins and also the next two do have access to spells. Okay. Cool. Hit me with the next one. Okay, the next one is a ranger. And they have good strength and dex. A ranger is a fighter who is also a hunter tracker. I mean, think Strider. Yeah. Um, and the characteristics they have, they have a favored enemy. So you choose a type of creature. So maybe it's beasts, dragons, undead. And you, because you've studied that creature you can do extra damage to them because you know their weaknesses. They are particularly good fighters against a specific type of creature. They also have something called favored terrain. Um, so you pick a type of land, and that means you can move quickly through difficult terrain, and you can't become lost. Within that terrain, not just yeah. in general. Yeah, within that terrain, yeah. But it is a very, very handy feature. It, it has best to be up as a... DM loads of times. I have all these great features in an enchanted forest to screw you guys up. And then you just have a ranger whose natural terrain is forest and can never get lost. And I'm like, okay, great. You just walk through the forest. Great. There's the town. Have fun. <laughs> well, I, I should note it's can't get lost by natural means. So if there was some sort of like magical enchantment going on, messing with things, that's a different story. Um, and do you get to choose what their natural terrain is? Yes. Okay. And then, but then, would I know what the map looks like ahead of time, or just I have to randomly choose, and then later on I'll figure out that he pulled he put like a volcano or whatever. <laughs> um, I I do think that probably creating a ranger um 
is something that works best working with the DM so that it's like, well, it makes sense for you to be in this place for this reason. So you would have those bonuses. Got it. Um, I think that's usually how it's done. Cause yeah, it would kind of stink if you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm a ranger. I'm great at forests and hunting beasts. And it's like, well, we're in the Arctic and we're fighting a bunch of aberrations. And you're like, great. I'm useless. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the last martial class is a rogue. Yay, rogues! <laughs> yeah. Um, they should have good decks and good intelligence. Rogues are highly skilled classes. Um, they're very good for targeted damage. I was able to one-shot... Per- so I played a rogue, and I one-shot, I think, two characters. Or two characters. I one-shot two enemies at, at level three which is very hard to do. So you can do a lot of damage at one time. Um, but they're also fantastic support characters. Um, they're the ones that they, they check for traps. Um, and they can save a party's life. if And not having a rogue going through a dungeon crawl or going through a place that could be tricky is usually kind of hard well i know what you guys are so that i know what to ch- or like know not to double up on something yeah we'll, we'll let you know okay and their characteristics they have expertise so they um we didn't mention this but you also get something called a proficiency bonus um that you can add to your roles just like your um your modifiers for expertise you get to double this proficiency for two of your skills and then you also have sneak attack so if you have, so which allows you to do um, extra damage in certain situations. Cool. Yeah. All so right. Those are the martial classes. Wow. Um, yeah. So we're halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you feeling, Rashad? This is all real fun. I have so many questions and that's hard. That's the hardest part is not to ask a bunch of questions. I'm trying to hold back. Next, we have magic classes. So the first one is a bard. And I'm going to do, instead of summarizing the magic class, I'm going to tell you what their magic source is. Okay. So where they get their magic. So all of them get their magic from a different place. So bards need good decks and charisma, and their magic source... I, I, was, ask, I was asking Adam about this, because I'm like, okay, bards can do spells, but where do they get their magic? So we found this on a D&D wiki and they said, much like music and poetry, their magic comes from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's, re- that's really sweet. It is um, very sweet. Yeah. But so that's, I guess, where the magic of the bard comes from. Um, they're not really damage dealers, but they can be fantastic support characters. They have bardic inspiration, which means you can give um, an extra die to a character so they can boost a low roll. And they also have Song of Rest, which can boost HP regeneration when the characters are taking an in-game rest. And you take rests for some reason? Because usually you've taken a lot of hits. or you. So it, that recovers your yeah. HP, basically. Okay. Yeah. The next thing we have is a cleric. They need good wisdom and charisma. As you could probably guess from being called a cleric, their magic source is divine in origin. When you mean the magic source, is this something that I have to actively tap into and look for? Or is this something that just appears? It's definitely always there, but it is something that comes into play for characters that like paladins and clerics. So because they have a, um, their magic is divine, if they start straying from that divine path they could lose their powers i see so if they start murdering children then eventually <laughs> yeah depends on which god yeah you're following <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> there are evil gods so oh there are okay so i can't tell if it's serious <laughs> <laughs> we should probably say that um alex has decided to play a cleric yes okay Things that clerics can do, they can turn undead and destroy undead, which would mean that they can cause undead creatures to flee or eventually explode and turn into nothing. So they're incredibly useful against zombie hordes, things like that. Got it. And clerics can take on a lot of different forms depending on their domain. 
So for example, a life domain cleric is generally a strong healer. A war domain cleric is more combat focused. Things like and that. you pick that as well when you pick yes. the cleric. Okay. What was the second one? War domain and? Uh, war and life. And there are definitely a couple more, but those are the, I think the most common ones. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then next we have Druid. And they generally have good intelligence and wisdom. Also, fairly clear, their magic source is from nature. As some characteristics, they can uh, do wild shape, which means they can transform into an animal. Like a cleric, the character's powers are dependent on their druid circle. So there's a circ- um, there's a druid that's called Circle of the Land, and it's more of a spellcaster. And there's another one that's called Circle of the Moon, and that one tends to have extended wild shape abilities, including combat wild shape. Then we've got a sorcerer. They generally have good constitution and good charisma. And their magic source is, um, it's in their blood. They're born with it. Think Medichlorians. (laughs) 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 Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's dragon blood. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's actually, that's one of the ways that you have it, that you have draconic lineage. Um, And sorcerers, because... Uh, they have this innate ability to use magic. They can use something called meta magic, which means they can manipulate how magic is used. So, for example, you can cast magic without damaging your allies, or you can boost a spell's damage if you roll po- poorly. Uh, do you normally damage your allies when you do magic? If you have um, a spell that is area of effect and you don't and you're not a sorcerer, or you don't have the ability to cast a careful spell, they will be hit by it. Like fireball, a giant explosive fireball. It's going to hit everybody in the room, but a sorcerer can choose not to hit those specific spots to save their allies. Got it. We're almost there. We got two more. The penultimate one is the warlock. And they they generally need good wisdom and good charisma. And their magic source comes from a pact with an otherworldly patron. Like clerics and druids, their types of powers will depend on the patron. And the patron will also give what are called boons. They enhance your abilities um, without, your ne- without needing to cast a spell. So uh, for one, you can, uh, you can charm or frighten creatures um, without casting a spell. Or there's another one where you can communicate telepathically. And then the last one is the wizard. Um, They need good intelligence and good wisdom. Wizards are often referred to as squishy in Um, (laughs) D&D. Because their magic comes from study. And they often, like, they do not wear armor. They often do not have good strength or good decks. So they want to stay out of the way. Because if they get hit, they will die. Wizards will specialize in a magical school. So maybe they focus on conjuration or necromancy. But they also have a spell book, which means that they have access to the widest range of spells. Um, So they can be incredibly versatile and at higher levels, incredibly powerful. And this is the class that Adam's going to play. Yeah. Yep. I am a wizard, but... uh... I kind of break the mold a little bit because I am not a squishy wizard. (laughs) My wizard is incredibly combat orientated. Oh. Because um, my base class is wizard, but I have um, an archetype that is uh, not in the original player's handbook, but actually from one of the newer books called Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And it is a special type of wizard called a blade singer which is essentially I am a sword mage. I am a wizard warrior type of character. Whoa, that sounds intense. <laughs> He's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or should I say pretty hot because he specializes in fire magic. Oh, wow. Cool. Ooh. Is there anything that's like sticking out to you? Um, I, I think I need to know more uh, in terms of the races and other things like that, I guess. 
Hmm. Because <laughs> both of you guys, is there a be- is there a benefit to like choosing a martial character because you guys choose magic ones, or is these Alex is like is this your own division? That makes sense. I no, I think it would be a general division. Um, to think of like largely um, combat versus magic cast uh, spellcasters. And I, I tried to keep that short. I definitely boiled it down a lot. And there are lots of features I didn't go into, especially um, each class gains new features as they level up. I will say, um, as a rule, when someone is playing for the first time, it is often recommended to go with a more combat-oriented character because playing combat is generally easier to get into than spellcasting. Um, of course, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's um, advice that I've often heard um, when it comes to playing your first character. Yeah, because I'm wondering, just like to keep it a little simpler, because I know that there's a whole world of things that I just won't understand. Um, if I decided to just be like, I'm going to sit in a room and read a bunch of books about magic, and I'm just like, I, what? I'm so confused. Versus <laughs> I can run around just and stabby stab people. I don't know yet. I like I kind of like the ranger idea. That's cool because I can then just like focus on some stuff and help us move mm-hmm. through things. Um, I also like wonder what it would be like to have a barbarian and then max their intelligence and then just be like, I'm a smart barbarian. About <laughs> 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 probably pointless. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I mean, you, know, you won't be dealing as much damage, but that's that. I mean, that's fine. I guess uh, it's fun. I just want to buck stereotypes, basically. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> I, I love. I love doing that as well. So, um, I definitely don't want a paladin because that sounds OP to me, and I don't like to be like that. Mm. I don't want to be that kind of, that guy. So I can I start <laughs> eliminating some of them. So if I'm gonna eliminate the paladin, and there's already two magic people, I don't need magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't do magic ones. That immediately elim- eliminates quite a bit of them. Um, even though some of the magic ones seem interesting, but. Um, what's the difference really between a fighter and a barbarian again? Fighters have more access to a higher group of items. So uh, fighters are proficient with every weapon and every armor in the game, whereas barbarians specialize in bigger weapons and no armor, really, less armor. Okay. It's basically like fighters are trained uh, soldiers and barbarians just have brute strength that they use to to like hit people. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. The monk doesn't have many weapons as well or armor or they are generally unarmored and unarmed. Um, there are some classes that can use simple weapons, but generally you hit with your fist. Got it. And then what about the rangers weaponry? They also have a relatively wide range, right? They can be archers. They can be um, uh, sword users. They also, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay, so they yeah. can get close and personal, and they can also do lots of damage from far away. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn still. Can I hear the races first and then? Sure. And then make I mean, the, the races kind of depend on which class you take. That's why we oh, did it. But okay. I can just give you, I can just maybe talk you through more of the... Uh, the more important races for your for the classes that you're interested in got it is it is it that certain certain races then uh improve certain stats is that it yeah so then if i want to have a a ranger or whatever then i wouldn't want a certain race that'll like improve that so it's not really about so if i want to be really silly and make a a super intelligent barbarian i could choose a race that is inherently barbaric is intelligent Make a yes. barbarian. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Got yeah it. absolutely. So, Rashad, let's talk about race. Let me tell you about race. <laughs> oh God. Yes. So this is very fantasy based. Uh, we have your like run of the mill fantasy uh, people, like dwarves and elves and halflings, which are basically hobbits. Nice. We have humans. We have gnomes. We also have uh, dragonborns, half-elves, half-orcs, and tieflings. What's that? They kind of look like devils a bit, and that's why they're, they are subject to a lot of stereotypes. But yeah, they all have so-called racial traits. So they, as, as we just talked about, they have... I've decided. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to be an Elven Ranger. Elven Ranger, yeah, that works perfectly well. Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> so I, should I just tell you about elves? Or? Yes, please tell me about elves before I make that final decision. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So elves, they, I mean, I don't need to tell you about like what elves are, right? Just think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because that's... of the like the tropes from Lord of the Rings, I'm able to like at least yeah. see like... That's what a lot of D&D is based on, honestly. So, yeah, uh, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so elves, they have an ability score increase for your decks by two. So that's already pretty great for, for if you're doing uh, a ranger. So like one of the one of the stats you rolled increases by two just by picking an elf. And then you have the choice between three different kinds of elves, and that depend like then you get another score increase depending on which one you pick. Um, it's either intelligence for high elves. It's wisdom for wood elves, or it's charisma for dark elves or drows. Though I don't, I don't recommend using drows because they get a lot of disadvantages just by being out in the sun. Because they're basically uh, elves that live underground. Got it. Got it. Okay. Elves are like five to six feet tall, which means their size is medium, which is important for some game mechanics. Um, you have a base walking speed of 30 feet. You have dark vision, which means that, you know, if it's dark, you can see up to 60 feet, basically. Unless it's unless it's some magical form of darkness. What's normal range where you can see in light? There's no limit on your normal sight. Yeah. Got it. As long as nothing is disturbed by a, yeah, exactly, or yeah. a tree or something. Got it. Just, yeah. a, just a, as in real life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I don't need glasses. There's like, there's no whole... Impaired no. vision. Okay. I mean, you can do that as a character choice. Yeah, it could be one of your flaws. Have a bad vision. A ranger with bad vision. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I played a ranger who was a drunk. Nice. And he he was his main flaw was that he was a terrible alcoholic and he couldn't get a steady shot unless he was hammered. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, you also. Because of your elven senses, you have you have proficiency in the perception skill, which is always good. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. Presumably, some of our enemies will also be magicians. Yes. Or magic users. Okay. Possibly. Possible. Oh, okay. Uh, conceivably, that's possible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like not oh. all zombies and uh no no yeah yeah okay. also we talked about rest before so usually it that means like you need to you need for a long rest which just resets everything like your hp and uh, all the spells you've used um you you have to sleep for 8 hours like undisturbed or otherwise it's not a long rest but for elves they only need to like meditate for 4 hours which is really good yeah Okay, I'm happy with my my choice then in that way. Intuitively, great choice. So yeah, uh, yeah, not bad. You can speak common, which is basically, I mean, for for our our uh, thing is English basically. Uh, so you can speak English and Elvish. Oh, cool. Are there other elves roaming around in the universe that I can talk to? Yeah, get, yeah, get information sure. from pres- presumably. Yeah, my exactly. character knows Elvish. Oh yeah, we can talk to each other and leave Adam out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so now now you just have to decide it's not that important but whether you want to play a high elf or a wood elf the only so there's some difference either you know you get a plus 1 to intelligence or to wisdom and then high elves uh you get more proficiencies with long swords short swords short bows and long bows but you probably have that already because you're a ranger you get a cantrip which is a a, a minor spell that you can just use anytime and also you can you can choose another language that you can understand and interact with the wood elf gets gets you a plus one in wisdom you also have the elf weapon training your your base walking speed increases by five feet to 35 uh, which means just in one round, how f- how how much you can walk, how much yeah. distance you can cover, yeah, and you can also uh, there is something called mask of the wild, so you can attempt to hide even when you are only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, uh, and other natural phenomena. 
which just means you it's easier for you to hide basically when you're outside yeah i think a wood elf is cool i'm not like very aristocratic in nature so i don't want to be a high elf that seems kind of prissy cool <laughs> so you have a have a wood elf ranger that's very exciting wonderful so uh my character is a tiefling or tiefling depending on your pronunciation of the word and as essentially i am a half devil a person that has um infernal lineage in their blood so they tend to have reddish skin or blue or purple we have tails we have horns and they are prone to being great prejudice prejudice yeah yeah meaning they are other people are like prejudiced towards them or they're prejudiced towards other people and no other people prejudice towards them because right. they have demonic blood in their in their veins. So essentially, right. somewhere somewhere in their lineage, someone made a pact with a demon or a devil, and it cursed their their uh, family line. And eventually, tieflings came from that. And uh, my character is a tiefling, and uh, my alignment is actually evil. So my character is uh, prone towards Ooh. more diabolical. Things. He's not. Th- there are different degrees of evil. There's the chaotic evil, lawful evil, and natural evil. My guy's more lawful evil, which means that I am evil, but I have a certain set of principles or rules that I follow. He is a bit more chaotic in his general everyday life because he is kind of like a magical jester who specializes in fire magic, but he has rules about who he will and will not explode. Okay. Presumably not us. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> so that's my class. So um, cool. I chose Tiefling specifically because they, as a race, have uh, resistance to fire damage. And ah. since I'll be doing lots of fire damage, uh, it worked well because um, as they level up, you're able to specialize your character in different ways. And I used uh, feats as I leveled up to basically make him even better with fire. Got it. Oh crap! Is it, I'm a wood elf. Does that mean you're going to burn me? Am I like? Uh, you're not made of wood. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's me. I'm a tiefling or cool. tiefling, depending on your pronunciation. I say tiefling. Nearly everyone else says tiefling. I say tiefling. You say tiefling. Tiefling. <laughs> tiefling. Let's call the, the whole, whole thing, thing off. off. So Alex, what are you? Um, I am a hill dwarf cleric. Ooh, wait, what's that? Uh, well, actually, well, Chris, you prepared all the races, so do you want to talk a little bit about dwarves slash hill dwarves? I didn't prepare that much. But, oh, okay. So <laughs> I was the only one that like showed up with four pages of notes. Okay. Yeah, the thing is, I thought that something like this might happen, where like okay. it just depends on the class that Rashad chooses. Yeah. So um also you know me that I make like decisions on a whim. So once <laughs> I hear once I like have something, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. And I'm like, you've learned not to over-prepare because I will take your plans and throw them in the trash and do what I want. <laughs> Which is what, what makes this very, very scary, <laughs> this whole endeavor. <laughs> All of my many pages of notes for the campaign and like just like go left or right. Oh, no, I'm just going to go through the middle. I'm just going to d- dig a tunnel or whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's when you have a purple worm ready to eat them behind the wall. Exactly. Uh, purple worms are basically like the sand, the the worms in Dune. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Can you ride them? Uh, you can try, but you oh, will. Crap! Die. Is that a spoiler alert? I'm sorry. <laughs> We've played a campaign where we did ride worms. Oh, yeah, fun! It's really nice. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Nice. They're kind of like a giant train system. It was weird. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting. Oh, so cool. <laughs> really nice. So no, may- maybe it's better if you talk about dwarves. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, it's fine. I just feel like I talked so much talking about the classes. You were so prepared. I I feel so bad. (laughs) Just like elves, the the dwarves in D&D are similar to the Lord of the Rings dwarves. We're not particularly tall, um, so four to five feet tall, and that means that our walking speed is quite low. So we have, so where the average for a medium creature is 30, dwarves can only move 25 feet in a round. What else? So we also have a uh, dark vision. Um, we live to be about 350 years old. Um, we have dwarven resilience. Uh, so we have um, advantage on saving throws against poison. Um, so that means we get to roll twice and take the higher um, 
we have dwarven combat training and tool proficiencies. So either it's in like smith's tools or brewer's tools, mason's tools. And um, we get extra bonuses when it comes to um, making history checks with stonework, um, if that happens. So we can speak common and dwarvish, um, but because of my background, I have another language and I chose a hill dwarf, which they tend to have. Um, so I get a plus one to my wisdom score as well as um, extra hit points as a hill dwarf. Cool. I like it. Do you want to do you want to decide now where you want to put which of the stats as the final thing for today's episode? Ooh, that could be a nice way to end it. Hold up. So, um the modifier chart which is uh page 13 in the player's handbook gives you a list of you know, of what your modifiers would be. So, for example, if you have a 14 or 15, that counts as a plus 2. Um, as you're getting a bonus from your race, you get to add uh, those to the numbers that you rolled. So you're a wood elf, which means you have extra wisdom and dex, is it? Uh, yes, plus two dex, plus one wisdom. Yeah. And rangers want to have um, good strength. Dex. dex and strength. Dex and strength. So you'd probably want to put that plus two to one of your 14s to turn it into a 16 which would mean that you get uh, a modifier of plus three to your decks, for example. So you're essentially adding the plus two you got from being a wood elf to the stats that you rolled. So one of those oh. 14s, you can turn it into a 16 instead. I one see. of those 12s, you could turn it into a 14 instead. Okay. But then, And then you said, what is the plus two from the modifier then on top of that? So if you for example turned your 14 into a 16 and you put that into dexterity that would mean that when you make dexterity based rolls you're using that 16 which is a modifier of plus 3 so you get to add plus 3 to all dexterity based rolls which I is see. attack rolls dodge rolls all those types of things cool uh, i wish it was the other way around so i can get <laughs> I, I will also say you will you will be uh, starting as a level 5 character which means you will or also be able to add two score points to all to the to like your scores to to like you can basically get like plus one to two scores or plus two to one score you can uh, i will tell you now so you can like think about what you want to do with that as well just yeah. as a freebie basically yeah because you know you go through as you level up with the character as you get get more experience points you basically unlock features based on your class and every class at level four gets what's called an ability score improvement of two score points so you can like min max this uh if you want which i think you will want to do <laughs> because you're just you're you <laughs> um okay so I, so because i'm a wood elf i get plus two on the dexterity right yep yep okay so i'm gonna use one of my 14s to make my dexterity 16 mm -hmm. very good yeah and then um, I'm going to use my other 14 in strength. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to use 13 in wisdom to get the plus one from the wood elf. So I'll have 14. 14. Yep. Very good. Perfect. Yeah. And then I'm going to use another 13 for charisma. And I'm going to add plus two from both of that you said I love. Start level five. I get two extra points I can put anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'll put two. It's like uh, 15 in charisma. Charisma means like you can like talk people into doing things, right? Yeah, mm. basically, it make you persuasive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if I like see someone, I'm just like, you go run into that fire for me, and they will <laughs> do that. Not That's going to be really, really <laughs> difficult. But it's it's not going to be impossible. But r telling someone to run into a fire, yeah, it's possible. But it's going to be a really high. Yeah. But for example, if I wanted to recruit other scouts to be informants for me, I could conceivably get them to do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely like persuade people to give you information and stuff cool. like that cool yeah. basically i want to be like uh yeah, yeah yeah awesome and then uh i guess the last two i have 12s the only thing that i would like to point out here is that yeah. a 12 and con is not that great because that means you will What's not have again? as many that's that's the thing that gives you more hit points uh, yeah, uh, oh forgot about that uh maybe i should change things up again okay Thank you for this. Th that's a mistake a lot of 
people make because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, con doesn't seem important. But then it's like, oh, I've made it so that I'm only getting one extra hit point or maybe no extra hit points per uh, per level up. <laughs> and I'm super weak. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'll flip that and I'll make uh, my 15, no, the 13 plus the two that from level five, my constitution, and mm-hmm. then make charisma and intelligence at 12. Okay, cool. Yeah. But cool. like, I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, you can also, you can think about it a little bit more. This just, just like, no, no, no. Thing too, like, that's my decision. I make it I stick with it. Okay, cool. If it, I live with the consequences of my decisions. <laughs> well, that's something that's very good in D&D. Yeah, I live with no regrets, <laughs> right? <laughs> so into my character sheet, do I write the like the the modified ones or with the like elf what elf thing? So in your character sheet under the number of under the number that you've written, the twelve or fifteen or whatever, there should be a little smaller box for the modifier. Got it. Got it. So for example, for me it would I would write 14 for dexterity and then plus two in two into the strength no you just write um just write the total number so if your strength is 14 just put 14 and then in the modifier box put two, plus two, plus two. Yeah. Though, okay. though in your case it's 14 at uh, 16 and plus three because you use the you because of the elf ah, okay 16 plus three yeah um and then dexterity then no dexterity that was it 16 plus dexterity. three yeah and strength was just 14 plus two then Mm-hmm. Right. So the plus yeah. two is what you'll be rolling with. So your strength is fourteen, which means you get to roll plus two whenever you make a strength based skill. All right. I think I have this written down. Whoa. I have a what elf ranger. Nice. So so this is kind of the the very basic thing. We're gonna talk a little bit uh like a, about a few other things next time just to you know, equip your character with some actual background and some weapons as well and some other tools. And choosing what type of ranger you want to be because there's a bunch of different types of rangers. Ah, okay. And we're going to talk <laughs> you talk you through that as we're going to get you to level five and ready for the adventure to start. Cool. Um, should I unveil my name? <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Please. Cool, cool. So my name is... <laughs> Chris, mute yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so my name is um, Ahsoka Hera Omega Yavin the Fourth, and you may call me Ahoy. <laughs> Ahoy there. <laughs> oh. If you want to follow Ahoy as as they you know get more equipped, and we we kind of round it out a little bit more. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, for now, I want to thank every one of you for uh, you know. Showing Rashad, you know, how to build a character so far. And um, Rashad, I hope you're not too overwhelmed, but I think a Wood Elf Ranger is amazing. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be running around doing stuff.